Yeah, if you guys can turn to Mark 10. I'm just, time is running short. I already gave you some exhortations. I'm going to give you another quick one. Um, you guys like these quick exhortations? <laughs> Calvin's like, yes, as he yawns. <laughs> We're all tired. I'm tired too. Um, Mark 10, verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great crowd. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard it, when he heard that he was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I want to... I want to say this line that's uh, faithful to the Greek, cry out. He was shrieking. Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! My throat's a little bad, so that's all I could do right now. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But then he cried all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he kept crying out. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up, came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Everybody say, on the way. So, how many guys know you can have truth but not revelation? You can read the word and never let the word become live in your life. I mean, how many of you guys know the devil allows you this great book? You can have access to this great book. He doesn't take away this word, but he can take away the revelation that this word can give you. An encounter with God. We all deserve an encounter with God. Amen? Or else, what's the point? Jesus died and resurrected to send the Holy Spirit so we can encounter Him, walk with Him daily. That's the great adventure of the Christian life. Amen? Jesus is passing by. And there's so many instances in the Gospels where He's passing by, like He's on the water, it says he's passing by. A fancy term for that in the Old Testament is called theophany. The revelation of Jesus. Revelation of God. He's walking by and, and then he's just telling his disciples, like, I'm walking by. What are you going to do about it? How many of you guys know God is walking by you all the time? We just miss the opportunities to engage. And my desire for you as a pastor is that you don't miss out. 
that you will live your life with a holy FOMO, fear of missing out. That what, that's, for my wife and I, that's what gets us going. That's what causes us to hunger. That's what causes us to get up in the morning because there's an opportunity to encounter Jesus going to change our lives. And because I was talking to somebody who got baptized, what's next? I said, encounter with God anticipation of Jesus walking by. He's, you heard that he's walking by. You hear something about God walking by, and then you say to yourself, okay, uh, I want to encounter that. Can you show the video of the guy? I, I saw this on Instagram. One eyes open after this man gets baptized. This guy gets baptized. I don't know what church this is. I got it from TikTok. <laughs> I don't have TikTok. Um, the guy was legally blind. Came out of the water and then he began to see. So when I first saw that, my human tendency is like, I hope this isn't fake. Amen? Because we don't want to be disappointed. But the Lord's been teaching me that it's better to walk in faith and believe and be disappointed and to, versus trying to prevent yourself from disappointment and not walk in faith and not see anything. That's what he's been teaching me. He's been teaching me to just, it's, you know, I'll rather be disappointed and have moments of encounter and miracles and God working in my life than prevent myself the fear of saying things that maybe won't come true and looking stupid. I'd rather, rather be, I'd rather look stupid and have testimonies at the end of my life than be safe and have nothing. That's what he's been teaching me. And, you know, my wife, we found out just before we went to Hawaii that she had a hole in her eye. Yeah. Right now. What a, that's part of the eye, honey. <laughs> so, Kenny's sister, Gwen, she's our optometrist, and she is the best optometrist on the planet Earth. But really, like, long. We, every time we go there, we're there for like two and a half hours ex doing every single machine. Ex it's really long. And so, it's usually, it's nothing, right? She'll tell me I have some scars, and I say, yes, you told me last time. Did you get into a fight when you were younger? I'm like, I did, many fights. That's why there's a scar. 
Did you play? Yeah, and then, and then same thing with Sonia's eyes. They're beautiful. You're good. Be careful. Glaucoma and all that. Just be careful. You guys are doing well. And then this time she said, can you guys both come in? And she said, Sonia has a, like a hole in her retina. That she's like, wow, I was kind of shocked. But if you left it unchecked, it could have like detached and she could have, everything went black and could have been blind or whatever. But obviously, we have technology now, surgery. So, thank God for very meticulous optometrists that, that she had laser this week, and now it's all good. Amen? But she said, when you go to Hawaii, you have to go to Hawaii? I'm like, what are you talking about? Be quiet, woman. We're going to Hawaii. She's <laughs> like, do you have to go? You want to postpone your trip? Hell no. That's a no. We believe in Jesus. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine, right? My wife's like, it's going to be fine. We just go and everything was fine. We came back and had the thing. It's all good. Okay, why am I telling you this? Because thank God for technology. It was like a simple procedure, right? The Greek actually says, indicates that this man once was able to see. is blind. And so I don't want to go into deep into that, but... It means that there are probably many other people in this situation. Can we surmise that that could be true? Many people in this situation, many desperate people in that time. No medicine, nothing. People have like detached retinas and a lot of it is from the sun damage, right? People are blind. Can we just surmise that probably many people on the roadway, it's not just one guy there blind. Blind Bartimaeus, he's the only one in the whole city. There's many, many blind people. But why did this man cry out? Wouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't we just kind of speculate that everybody should be desperate like this man? But why did this man cry out, shouting at the top of his lung? That word for shouting is shrieking. It's the same word used in the Greek for woman giving birth. Ever been in a room when a woman gives birth? Not yet. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been in a room where a woman... I have, I have, I have. A couple times. I've, I've been there a couple times. And my wife almost ripped my finger off. Never seen my woman, my wife, who's so poised, go all crazy like that. She just, ah, she was so desperate in pain. It's like, that's the word. He wasn't just shouting, oh, Jesus, have mercy on me. He was like shrieking, desperate. There was a desperate cry. There was just something about this man in comparison to other people that just, there was a desperation. I think he knew something other people didn't know. He knew that Jesus was not just a healer because there are many healers in that time. He knew that Jesus was not a healer or a teacher. He said, son of David, the Messiah. He said, you're the Savior. You're the one that my mom told me about in school when I was growing up, that you are the son of David. How did he know that? He just said, Jesus is of Nazareth is passing by. You know, the guy who's healing, he didn't count on the Jesus who does miracles. He counted on the one who...
who is the son of David, God himself. See, when Jesus becomes the son of David, God himself, you have no other options. Hmm. Why did he persist? I was at school this week. This week is very busy for me because it's like gearing up for the new year. Meetings upon meetings, faculty meetings, staff meetings, convocation, blessings. And so all the staff come and then faculty, we come and we sit. A lot of listening, a lot of listening and some games. And administration stuff, which, oh, drives me crazy. But I'm getting paid for it, so I just keep going. I'm getting paid for this. And then during lunchtime, they provide us food. Usually it's a little weak sauce. Usually a sandwich or some salad. But this time they had food trucks. And I was like, I looked at the food trucks. I was expecting like 30, four food trucks for 300 people. And I knew. I was sitting in the wrong place. I was sitting at the edge of the auditorium, and I could see the doorways there, and everyone's going to go, and I would be last, surely. And then I was with my colleague who likes to talk. <laughs> Hungry, can we just go? And he just kept. So we walked, and we walked out, and then Indian food, macaroni and cheese. That's a no for me. Thai food and tacos. No tacos for me. No mac cheese. Thai food. Probably the only option. Indian food, maybe. My friend was like, Thai food all the way. There's no other option for me. The line for the Thai food was all the way around the building. Everyone else was short. But we waited. We waited. I waited for about 40 minutes for my food. And I had to go to a meeting. I was just like, okay, whatever. Halfway in, they come out. We ran out of food. I was like, what the heck? So I went to the taco line, and I had to wait in the taco line. Everybody rushed to the taco line. So I waited another 30 minutes for the taco. Two little tacos. like this. Thank you so much for these. It's like two seconds I ate it. It's like nothing in my stomach. But then I saw my friend... He waited in line, and then I saw him. The truck was closing up. He's still standing in line. <laughs> and I looked at him. I'm like, what a fool. He's a professor, too. You'd think he would be smarter. <laughs> just standing there. Just wouldn't, just wouldn't relent. He just kept asking them, do you have any food? Did he lose his mind? Does he love Thai food that much? Guess what happened when I went up there? He had a whole plate of Pad Thai. And I said, how did you get your food? You got so much more than others. He said, I just asked to give me everything you got and put it in the thing and just give it to me. And so they put every leftover they had and just put it in the thing. And I said, that looks so good. Why am I telling you this story? If you feel like you have many other options, 
you leave the line. Your perseverance is dependent on you believing and choosing to believe that your life has no options but to follow Jesus no matter what. Your breakthrough in your life, no matter the valleys, ups and downs that you go through, your breakthrough, this, the encounters with God, is you believing that there is no option for you. Your perseverance in your life is not an enduring thing. It's not just you're enduring a treadmill, you're enduring some food that you don't like. Your, your perseverance is a is like a supernatural hope in the anticipation of a good God that is going to bless you. But it's not just about blessing. It's just that no matter what, the bottom line is, He's the only way. That's why the blind man got healed and he followed Him on the way. Because he understood it's not just about me seeing, it's about me following Him who is the way. People said, stop it. You're making a nuisance. Stop. Stop your craziness. You're crying out like a pregnant woman about to give birth. You're, you're all crazy. And people were trying to shut him up. But then when they shut him up, there was a holy resistance. Because he knew that the son of David was the only way. And he had what he needed, not only in this life, but the next. How many guys have fear of man? You fear opinions of people, what they think, what they think about you. We want to be dignified. We don't want to say anything stupid on Instagram. All image, perceptions. We're all Asians, right? Many of us. <laughs> but wherever I go in the world, this is a prevailing uh, demonic force in our lives that, that silences our desperate cry, which is worrying about what people think about us. And people are like, how do I get rid of that? You guys want to get rid of that? How do I get rid of that like, worry what people are going to think about me and all that? Like, how do I worry? And I'm so worried. I just want to don't make a, I don't want to make a fool out of myself and uh, whatever. You guys understand, right? Here's the key. If Jesus is God in your life and he is not an option amongst other options, he is the only option, he has the words of life, he is the way, he is the path we're supposed to walk on, there is no other, he's truly our Lord. And the things that he's offering to us is so much greater than what the world offers and it's not just what we want, it's what we need. And we're so desperate for it because we're blind and we want to see. If that's really something you believe in your heart, there'll be no fear, man. You have no fear.
It's desperation that causes you to lose all self-consciousness. It's the understanding that my life is completely attached to Him and there's no other option. There's no option. I have no other choices. This is it. No matter what I'm going through. That's how my wife and I live. This, it doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't, yes, it's hard. It might be good. It doesn't matter. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. There's no other choice. That's it. He's the one. He's God and there's no other. And so I fear no man. There's no fear. It doesn't matter, yes? Sometimes it rises up like, you know, used to fear, fear of what people thought about me used to be like a big monster. They're making fun of you. They're laughing at you. You look stupid. You said, what you said on Sunday was dumb. <laughs> they're laughing at you. They're not, even, they're not even posting right. You guys know posting? Posting on Facebook what I said. It's not, okay, anyway, never mind. used to be this huge monster I used to worry about, like, what am I saying? Am I saying this properly? What if it wasn't good? I'm just like so bound by this. And then, and you know what it is now? It's a little dog. It's like that dog in my, my neighbor's dog that comes out and tries to bite me all the time. I, I don't kick it. I want to. I want to. It's always trying to like, nip at my ankle I'm like, and I look at the owner like seriously what if I could sue you you really bit me and I just use my God authority control over animals <laughs> that's what that is now to me worrying about what people think is like that to me it's just that little because my fear of God is greater than that fear of man. Because God is like, oh! It's like when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, who cares? Because I'm like following the one who is the way, the life, and the truth. If I believe that, I believe that, I believe that. That's it. There's no, that's it. There's no other option. There's no choice. I don't have a choice. I don't have options. And I'm happy just to follow Him. That's what brings joy in my life. No matter what. It's the, it's not a, it's, I'm not a clown. I'm like smiling all the time no matter what happens. It's the joy inside of me that is bubbling forth. It's the joy. Because it's the joy of following Jesus. Because He's the only way. And He will show me. That what he said in his word is true. It may not happen tomorrow, next year, but somehow he will show me. And that's what the cross means to me. No matter what I go through, there's always a resurrection even after this life. So that is the... And this is like, who cares?
how do you do all that, Steve? How do you, how do you not fear? How, how do you do this? How do you go there? How do you just speak in front of all these people? Um, yes, I work. How did you go meet the Speaker of the House in Africa? Um, she's a really powerful woman. The third most powerful person in the country. Christy was with me. She has no fear either. She's like, exciting! Everybody else was like, whoa, this is serious. He's like, let's go. Let's prophesy to her. And I'm like, wow, Christy, she got no fear. Because she has the fear of God more than fear of man. And we went in, and she's like, ready. I have a word. You're, you're prophesying to them. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because she's just a woman, but there is God who I follow that I have more reverence for. And I'd rather look stupid for doing what God told me to do than look dignified in front of men and miss out what God wanted me to do. Do you understand? I'll end with this. Some people ask me, so, so if I just get desperate, if I just get hungry, does God's going to give me stuff? No, isn't that transactional? Uh, yeah, because then you're following God for an outcome of your choosing. You're following God and you're doing things so that you get an outcome of your choosing. Yes, God promises abundance, He promises prosperity, but for a purpose. And he also promises that you will not be saved, you will not be saved from all calamity. He prom also promises in this world you have trouble. All those things come together. Amen? But I'm desperate for him. I'm calling out to him. I cry out to him because he has the words of life no matter what. And I choose to follow him for the outcome of his choosing. And his choosing, his outcome is always a good outcome, bottom line, bottom line that thing. Because the cross is not the end of the, an end of the story, it's always a resurrection, even after this life. That's why it's not transactional. Man, you're so passionate, you're so, are you doing it so that he'll do something for you? Do you fast, do you? You know, when my daughter was in the hospital, when we, she first got the diagnosis in the emergency, I prayed all night. Not one minute of sleep. Just right by her bed. She was sleeping fine. <laughs> and I was like... And then she woke up, and such a sweet girl. She said, Dad, you must be tired. Go to sleep. And she held my hand. I'm like, oh! I prayed all the more. I was just praying, praying. You know why I was praying? So that I wouldn't, it's not a transactional. If I pray for 11 hours, everything will be okay. I wasn't praying that. I was praying that everything will be okay, bottom line. But I'm praying because I want to be transformed in my mind and my heart into how he's thinking. And that my heart will be surrendered to his will. That I would have the peace of Christ in that ER room. So that in that prayer, in that wrestling, I got transformed. 
and I choose to follow the way who has an outcome of his choosing. I don't go ahead and create an outcome that's negative so that I can cope. I go ahead and choose an outcome that's good because I know he's a good God. But no matter what, bottom line, I trust him because ultimately he's good. You guys are understanding what I'm trying to say? Live a life with no options. Decide for yourself. That's what baptism was last week. And you guys should be immersed in that baptismal act every day. Immerse yourself. I choose the way. The one way. I do that every morning. You guys think I'm joking. I need to do that. It's not I want to do that. I need to do that every day so that I can persevere. Not endure. Persevere with hope. My God. My Father. He's the one. There's no other. And we can't relate with him if you feel like you have other options because God will not be an option among other gods, other ways, because you, then you diminish him from who he is, who is the only God. Amen? All right, let's stand. good to surrender. This is a month of Elul, which is the month before the Jewish New Year. I think it's this year, September 15th. It's, it's a month of repentance and preparation for the coming of a new season. And it's good to be reminded that um, he's the only way. That's what it means when he says he's God and he is the only way, the truth and the life. So just put your hand on your heart because we don't see through our physical eyes, we see through our heart, the eyes of our heart. And your heart must confess and surrender that you are the only way. So. Ancients used to, ancient people used to raise their right hands as a sign of submission and allegiance to a king. You lift your right hand if you feel like you're, you want to live your life and surrender to God. This is, these are dangerous prayers. My friend in Africa would tell you, one of our board members in Africa will tell you, do you want to pray safe prayers or dangerous prayers? Like, what's a dangerous prayer? Give your life to Jesus all the way and tell him to do whatever he wants with your life. That's dangerous. Wow. Christy prayed a dangerous prayer and she's in Indonesia now. Wow. Pray dangerous prayers. Father God, 
here's a group of young people that are just embarking on a new path, a new way, new direction. Let them not be sidetracked or tempted by believing there are other paths and other options. There is no other option. You are the option. You are the way. There is no other way. Let them be reminded of this daily, weekly, even as they gather in small groups. Let them remind and encourage one another. We are the people who follow the way. There is only one way. So if you want to pray this dangerous prayer, just repeat after me. Father, Now, this is serious. I prayed this prayer many times, and a lot of weird things and crazy things have happened in my life. It's been an adventure, but wow. Good and bad. Father, you are the way. You are the only way. You sent your son, Jesus to show us the way. You have the words of life. You are the source of life. I trust you with my life. I give you my life. I surrender my life. I choose I choose to follow your only way. I give you my heart, my desires, my wants. I follow you. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have never prayed that before. And if you prayed that sincerely and you've never prayed that before and you're like, wow, I've never prayed that before. I just want to welcome you into the kingdom of Christ and the family of Jesus. It's a confession of what you already, Holy Spirit was doing in you already. That's why Jesus asked him, what do you want, what do you want from me? He said, I want to see to see not only physically but spiritually I want to follow follow you the Bible says you need to confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart so if you confess that I just want to welcome you into the kingdom I'll be here right now uh, standing with my wife and if you did that for the first time and you believe wow I've never done that before and I just want to talk to you just for a few minutes and pray for you because you made a decision uh, to follow Jesus and now it's a two-way thing now he's made a commitment and a covenant with you and he's going to carry you all the way so we give you all the glory Jesus we thank you we love you I'm excited for what's come in the coming season Jesus' name, amen. Let's give him glory.
Let's give him glory like the blind man was shrieking, like, Woo! You know, the blind man was shrieking. You don't have to scream, but let's do it one more time. Let's give him praise like he's the only way. He has the words of life. He is the truth and the way and the life. So let's do it. Let's give Jesus glory one more time. One, two, three. Yes. Yes.